Well, hello, Eastlake. It's Kristen and Peter here and the lovely Michelle Meeks. Yay! <laughs> we are so happy to have you here and um, thrilled that you said yes to talking with us about this. And um, I think I just want to start, we're just going to spend a lot of time, I think, trying to figure out what you have learned and what happened to you <laughs> during your time at Eastlake. Um, hopefully to honor you and to say thank you to you. Yeah. Oh, crap, already. <laughs> <laughs> so early. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you have to tell everybody about your, your how you prepared, though. You came prepared for today with your I did rag. come prepared with my snot rag <laughs> these are former burp rags from Babyland that I kept and my kids use them now as snot rags for when they're sick so they can sleep with something to blow their nose and I brought one to be with me today <laughs> you're very prepared you, you know yourself very well <laughs> if you know myself very well um but we're just so thankful you said yes and mm -hmm. I guess I want to start by asking you when we reached out and said hey as part of because we did reach out to you to tell you that we were kind of we're going to wrap this up but when we reached out and said would you take some time to share with us some of your thoughts what was like your reaction to that ah uh, well when you asked I felt very honored and then like this big wave of like oh, what how could I possibly encapsulate my experience in a short amount of time and what am I going to talk about you know like <laughs> ah, I don't mess it up but um yeah just a lot of um gratitude for being asked so thank you both so much yeah I'm really glad that we get to speak with you individually we obviously love your husband he's a pretty good guy Ryan we're gonna be chatting <laughs> with him too um but I'm I'm sure the experiences of these like were different and are different right so i'm very excited to hear one well obviously to hear from you but also just to communicate like just hopefully you hear this is like kind of an excuse to say thank you and that we really appreciate you and love you um like you and ryan starting east like has been transformational in our lives and we thought like if we're going to wrap up east like well there were two people that we wanted to feel like we wrapped it up <laughs> perfectly and that were those were ryan and michelle and then we'll try to like make as many people as we can happy but there's anybody that we want to feel like honored and appreciated and that we really love them and are um like just deeply grateful for their impact in our life it's it's you and it's ryan and so thank you for being willing to share and taking your time um but also i think you're there's a reason why we didn't want to just have you both on to do a conversation together because we want to hear from you specifically so uh -huh. Well, I really appreciate that so much. Um, I'll have my little tissues here. <laughs> ready to go. Um, yeah, I, I think we did. I mean, we had very parallel experiences, but they were, yes, very different. Um, and, you know, especially, well, the whole, the whole time they were very different because he just had so much pressure from the get-go, like, um, you know, he just felt like it was all on his shoulders. And thankfully we had so many great friends and family who were helping out at the beginning. 
but I definitely felt like I was a support role and that the pressure was definitely on Ryan. And so, um, I, my like natural giftings are to be very supportive and to the detriment of myself. (laughs) Um, so, but I like loved it. It was so much fun. Like, yes, extremely hard and, um, physically taxing for sure, because there was, I mean, a weekend was insane. We'd have the U-Haul truck parked on our front lawn. I mean, you guys have heard this a million times, but we'd un- take it to the junior high, unpack it with a team of volunteers. He would start warming up the band and leading worship. I would be setting up all the children's and meeting the children's volunteers and running that during the service. Then he'd preach and then we'd tear it all down, come back to our house. And I had like at five in the morning, put on like a pot roast and then we'd have everybody over for lunch and like hang out. And he would ultimately get a splitting headache, like around 2 PM. And like, yeah, I can't um, imagine why. Yeah. Right. Um, His body just screaming at him. Yes, deteriorating. <laughs> but we were 25 and 26, you know, so it was a lot easier to do. <laughs> you're just that was on my young. list. I was curious how old you were when you like when you actually were doing all the like the oh five years. Like you were early twenties, yeah. right? Mid twenties. Yeah. So, oop, um, yeah. When we had our first official launch, that was in the beginning of two thousand five, and so we were twenty five and a half and twenty six and a half. <laughs> and Riley and Jager were four and two what were they jager um when we did the first official launch jager had just turned two and riley was five <laughs> and what a I- perfect time to plan a church <laughs> those are the easy years of parenting easy years oh my gosh i need to find i need tom i know you're watching this um i need to find like the old old videos like the very first christmas we did like a little montage and jager is like almost two and he has these chapped cheeks from the weather <laughs> He's like, Merry Christmas. and I'm like oh, I want that so bad <laughs> it's probably just gone but yeah it was um it was a very intense time to basically have a a, a third kid is kind of how we pictured it like it was mm-hmm. so all-encompassing and um yeah like one of my long list of thank yous is to my parents for really stepping in to help raise Riley and Jager during that time, because it was, I just was so wrapped up in the children's ministry and trying to, I thought I had to like lead a women's ministry too. (laughs) Like all these things. With your, with your free time, you should. With my free time. Yeah. Um, So yeah, they, they definitely had a very, um fun very fun but also very different experience of um you know being toddlers and preschool age kids you know just all of a sudden their parents are so busy all the time and um but then you know also they had a a ton of love poured on them for sure on the weekends everyone was so kind to them When the initial idea of like, hey, Ryan says mm-hmm. he wants to plant a church, right? Like I've bounced ideas off my wife, Brittany. And sometimes those <laughs> ideas are like, oh, great idea. And other times it's like, well, you know, like there's some <laughs> feedback. Like were you at the time, um, obviously just so young and, and early in your relationship too, like 
at the time, were you like equally gung ho, or were you more like, I just want to support Ryan and whatever he's wanting to chase down, and this is how I could be best supportive? I'm curious if you ever had, like, if you felt like it was a we, like you both chose to do that, or if it felt more like you're supporting him with this kind of decision to plant. Um, it was always we for sure. Yeah, yeah like, um, when originally the plant because we were in San Diego. And a pastor down there was going to come up to the Northwest um, on the east side of Seattle and take over an existing church. And Ryan was going to be, he's like, I want to go back and be up there with my family and friends up there. Um, I'd love to be a part of creating um, a church where my friends would want to go. I'll be your worship pastor because he had been the worship pastor um, at the church in San Diego, um, Eastlake, where his dad had been pastor, the pastor there. Um, so that was like exciting. And then that deal fell through. They, that church no longer wanted our friend <laughs> to come up there, <laughs> but we were already like so excited. So we were like, let's do this. And from the get goes, I knew that, that it was going to be us doing it together. So I never felt like this was Ryan's thing. I always felt like yeah. it was a thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And amazing. It, it, it's yeah, funny to I, think I, like how early years were worship Ryan because I mean I joined obviously the party a few years <laughs> at, I mean a number of years after we started started um, but really six years six years in and I only knew Ryan as like head honcho leader of the mm-hmm. of the church right so it's just so it's fascinating to remember the earlier years. Yeah, he he's got a good voice. He's, I know. He doesn't he's pretty, he doesn't musically talented dude. He's a very I, talented guy. I think sure. of him every time I hear every rose has its thorn. <laughs> I text him. <laughs> one of his classic karaoke tunes. Yes, one of his faves. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I definitely I'm... knew that I would not be on the worship team or speaking. So I figured there would be some sort of supportive role, but that we would be doing it together for sure. <laughs> when you look back at East Lake, does it feel like there were like multiple chapters in a book does it just feel like historical fiction to you like when you now that you're like removed a little bit Mm -hmm. um when we ask you to look back what does it feel like like a dream like a nightmare like a book you read like what (laughs) what does it feel like oh man it definitely feels like there has been so many iterations of Eastlake. And so chapters for sure, you know, in the book of Eastlake, I definitely felt like there was distinct chapters of time and styles. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it feels like a dream. Definitely not a nightmare. Just <laughs> such a dream. I mean, there were really a beautiful, beautiful story, you know, and in every beautiful story, there are challenging times where you don't know what's going to happen and we had lots of those for sure um throughout but it was it was so beautiful and like you know one of the questions you asked like what did you when you think about each like what kind of feelings come up and um so much nostalgia and just like warm fuzzies to think about all the different all the different chapters and you know, faces just come at me when I think of the different, the different years as they go by. And I think the theme that really ties it um, together is that there was so much laughter all the time. 
And that like really um, leveled the playing field, I think for everyone is like, it didn't matter if someone was wearing like in an expensive suit or in like the raggediest outfit, like we could all like come together over like laughing at the absurdity of life and saying, we all want to be loved and accepted. Like that felt like a really beautiful theme throughout the, mm-hmm. the book of Eastlake for me. Um, but tons of gratitude. Like that was another big theme. Like as I think about Eastlake, I'm just so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for how it sh- shaped me, how I had this, <laughs> in some ways, this compression chamber for growth that mm. was hard, but, um, you know, cause I was somewhat on like a stage or at least people would like knew that I was Ryan's wife. And so they would like, how is she handling this? <laughs> um, yeah. but how is she not handling this? Sure. <laughs> um, oh. but I'm just so grateful for it because it, it caused me to be who I am now. And I'm, I'm really happy. I'm really happy with who I am right now. And it's excited to see where I'm going to continue to go. And I think East, like, because it was such a decisive time in my life, I can see the, um, the ups and downs of growth within that like 15 year period for me and go, okay, (laughs) you're going to get through it. you got, you got through these hard things and you still had joy and laughter, even though you're going through hard pain there, um, you're going to get through it and it's going to, you know, whatever comes at you in life, it's going to be okay. You're going to be all right. Cause you have such the, this amazing amount of history seeing how resilient people are. I got to see that over and over and over again. It's like with so many beautiful people, and incredible stories and to be able to witness that i'm just incredibly grateful incredibly mm-hmm. grateful. yeah <laughs> it is I'm a curious, wild ride <laughs> it has been a wild ride i'm curious we could go like so many different directions to this conversation kristen because i'm like okay compression chamber for growth like what yeah. are some of the things that you took away but i'm also like i, I don't necessarily want to go there yet because i want to yeah. like make sure that we like wh- wh- what direction do you want to go well i want to ask about the chapters just off the top of your head mm-hmm. I would love to see you just list some of the chapter titles that you remember, like starting with the nine, like that was a thing Uh, for so long, but like, mm -hmm. can you rattle off some chapter titles or themes that come to mind when you think about 15 years? Yeah. They might not be in chronological order, but yeah, yeah, definitely um, the nine and the uh, practice, the practice months leading up to when we launched um for me big time migraines mm-hmm. is a chapter um mm-hmm. i like just said I, I said yes to everything and it destroyed me and i would like end up in the emergency room with migraines um mm-hmm. the migraines is one for me the junior high um, room for everyone campaign the red chair drinks for drinks um, the staff be, you know, a small staff, a growing staff, campuses, <laughs> um, trying to get pregnant, um, having Dodge and Ace, hmm. um, the beginning of like the debate that 
started the deconstruction, or at least my uh, understanding of that time frame. I would call that like ancient future faith. <laughs> I, I made an ancient future faith joke the other day with one of my fake buddies. It was so great. <laughs> ancient future faith would be like three chapters (laughs) (laughs) 19 weeks long or something like that (laughs) yeah 52 Uh, weeks long um and then uh of course inclusion Mm -hmm. absolutely um and then that beautiful series that followed inclusion i'm forgetting the name of it where we had all the guest speakers come in. That was that was together. such a beautiful that whole spring was together so beautiful. In this stuff? Together in this. Together yeah. in this. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then cancer. Mm-hmm. Um and then I would say spiritual community would probably be the last one. Mm-hmm. Just felt like that was that was where I felt like I landed and um was able to feel like okay i've got this bow wrapped up on you know the healing from um everything that led up to ryan's cancer treatment and that was just such a profound time of healing for our family so that we're still feeling today absolutely still going on good yeah crazy to believe that that's been six years um that he's been clear. Incredible. Yeah. So those are my chapters. <laughs> those are good. That was impressive. Yeah. That cover, I, I feel like. From, from memory. Yeah. I wonder if you'd have called me on my chapters, what would I have been able to come up with? I'd have been like, oh, yeah. I gotta go to my notes. You would have been, it would have been like <laughs> big hair, Peter. Oh, the good old days. The flat iron, Peter? Campuses. Inclusion. Uh, launching campuses and shutting them down. I was yep. part of both of those chapters. <laughs> oh, so Multi site, single site. <laughs> hey, expansion and contraction. It's all part of growth. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I know it's hard to like cut it down, but like if we were to say like one or two or three of just like clear favorite memories like these things that pop up and are clear in your mind of like that was the best what comes to mind oh man um well it would kind of be like in those different stages you know each chapter would have one um but definitely like the the days where we would set up, tear down, everyone come over afterward and I serve them lunch. Um, the super service weekends at the Willow's office. Um, the windstorm that blew out power and everyone had to then, we had service at the Willow's office. Um, there was those services where we donate shoes and jackets Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Everyone's like, damn it. <laughs> my favorite Why did I wear my nice shoes? But I wore so embarrassing. I wore my like favorite flip flops that day that were like 
worn down where my toe was like almost mm. through the bottom. And I felt <laughs> guilty about leaving those because they were terrible. But then I couldn't walk out wearing shoes or I would feel like I like a fall that didn't participate. And I think I cried on the way home because I was like, I just turned in the most awful pair of shoes I could have given. Oh my God. That's amazing. Well, the jacket one, I think was like in January and it was freezing cold, but everyone left their jackets. And that following April, I was um, about ready to have Dodge. It was Easter weekend. And I was like trying to lay low. So I was just like, chilling in the back area, trying not to go into labor. And I was freezing cold. None of my jackets fit me. And I remember someone was like, this jacket's been in the lost and found forever. Why don't you wear it? And so I put it on and it like fit me perfect, you know, about ready to have my baby. And then we go over to my brother's house for Easter dinner. And he's invited a bunch of people that he, on his volunteer team from church to come over. And one of the guys goes, that's my jacket. <laughs> I donated that in January. And I'm like, oh, my God. It looks like I just rob people. <laughs> Don't you know donations just go to staff here? That's how we run. <laughs> so humiliated. Uh, I didn't I didn't know. I thought it was lost. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I've, I've never heard that one. story. Yeah, that was... In- 2009 <laughs> um I but then like the anytime there was any sort of video that Ryan and Jeremy did and there was you know, like watching the behind the scenes or watching them film it and them busting up laughing and there was just laughter all the time um the Seahawks videos okay. <laughs> anytime you see Jake Rutenbar on rollerblades it is a good day yeah so there was 100%. lots of really great days with that. Um, just laughing. I mean, yeah, I loved anytime we get to hang out with the staff when I would crash staff meetings. I loved that so much because everyone was just so kind and so cool, such hard workers and like nobody took themselves too seriously. Otherwise you would never survive on the staff. So it was always so fun to be around the staff. <laughs> Those are wonderful memories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you got a jacket out of the deal that you probably still wear to this day, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. To this day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Scott. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Other memories would be, like, in general, seeing our kids, like, like Jager got to, like, you know, um, different youth workers and children's volunteers would like take him under his wing and um, you know same with with Riley like she got treated so kindly and um, during the week in the uh, Montevilla space like I would take Dodge and Ace and we would help clean the children's rooms and that whole team of people was so sweet um, so yeah just like seeing my kids be loved in a really sweet way by people that I trusted their intentions was really, really great. Great. I remember you drinking castor oil in the kitchen for oh. Ace. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yep. So, yep. That. Yeah, that was 
the evening of September 11th. Mm. I didn't want him to be born on September. (laughs) (laughs) Nikki in the next morning, 4 (laughs) a.m. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm so thankful to hear that, like, when you think back, it's just gratitude and I can see it in you and I can hear in you that that's Mm -hmm. true. I know there were also, there were so many hard times also Mm -hmm. ups and downs, like you said, and I'm curious about kind of the results of, of those hard times, not that we need to like rehash the things that were difficult, but I guess I'm, I'm curious on like hard lessons learned and those lessons that you kind of still carry with you now yeah absolutely um you're right and I have kind of adopted this little phrase that we are grateful for all of our lessons and we say that because it's usually about the lessons that were hard won and painful to go through but like then on the other side we're so grateful for them and that's definitely there's tons of that all over East Lake but I think um, one of the big ones was originally from Doug Paget, and I'm going to muddle this up, but the gist of it is that if you were to know anyone's, everyone's like full story, you couldn't help but love them with your whole heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that that seeing that in people has been really helpful, especially with forgiveness and mm-hmm. giving the benefit of the doubt, just knowing that like, people are doing their best with whatever it is that they have. And that's me too. Like I am not, um, I am, I have needed lots and lots of forgiveness and have had to ask forgiveness over and over and over again, because I was doing the best with what I had and I didn't know what I didn't know. And so extending that to other people, I think has been, um, yeah, it was painful, but so good so I'm definitely grateful for that lesson learning that like people are you know generally people are really really good and want to do the best and so mm-hmm. you know giving them the, that benefit of the doubt is just a better way to live yeah in my, in my opinion so. I love that lesson I love that quote from Doug um yeah it feels so like like you just said it can be easy. I don't know what that natural human inclination is to like feel like when somebody wrongs you that it was um, my tendency, at least my children's tendency I'm having to teach them is like, it was on purpose. They did this to like do harm (laughs) me because they are thinking about me and they want me to fail or to struggle. Um, Mm -hmm. But maybe it's age, but certainly through a lot of the lessons that you took to, I'm reminded that a lot of times people aren't thinking about you at all. They're thinking about themselves and, like you said are given like they're they're just navigating their life in the way that they're assuming will work out the best and sometimes mm-hmm. there's ripple effects that impact us in a negative way and re- i don't know there, i've certainly had experiences too that make me doubt that everybody is, is super good um but <laughs> no, I'm not, i wasn't pushing back on you though i'm more saying but i think that like the only productive way to live in a way that has motivating and like trying to like actually help the world be more beautiful is to assume that for the most part, humans are trying their best and are pretty good. And 
like, I don't know, it's just a better way to live life. It can be so depressing and down to assume that everyone's out to get you. Like, it's, it's just a way too exhausting way to live. So I appreciate what you're saying. Um, and it feels like, you know, you'll, you'll get what you want to get. <laughs> you know, so yeah. If, yes. if you think that people are out to get you, you're going to experience it that way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What you yeah. look for, you will find. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think the other, another one, um, lesson from Eastlake is to like, enjoy the moment and the people like in your space right there. Cause like there were so many times at Eastlake where people would tell us, or it was just the, the general vibe. I was like, this is going to be forever. It's always going to feel this yeah. way, <laughs> you know, just like up and to the right. You know, forever. Gonna, that, I right. certainly experienced that belief for a while. <laughs> yeah, me too. And Ryan would say, oh, you think Mm-hmm. we've grown fast watch how watch we how crumble in some ways guys that is hard to live with um yeah <laughs> in some ways in some ways it's very intuitive that way mm-hmm. um but like this is just enjoying enjoying this moment mm-hmm. and like the you know from like the wilderness withins and stuff like learning about the the west side of the psyche about how it's like the romantic side it's the sunset and what makes the sunset so beautiful is like it's not lasting like this day is done it's gone Mm. and like having that fresh in your mind that perspective of like this is the day that we have and everything will pass is hard but it brings that like real specialness to the moment. And I think that was definitely something that was ingrained in us at East Lake and just all of our experiences. Like enjoy it because you don't know how long it's gonna last. Do you still have the art that says we only have these people in this moment and this love or this moment, these people in uh, this love. Do you still have that one? No, uh, that you might have moved on from it, but that was significant. I, re- I remember that one as certainly a value you tried to uphold in your home and Yes, for sure. And I think that was um, that was from the message after Sandy Hook. Mm. And, um, yeah. And it, yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful phrase. But we, I mean, every time we do a move. I was going to say, Ryan and Michelle. Yard sale. Get rid of <laughs> everything. Uh, I would have been shocked if they had it. I was more just remembering it based on the value of, of being yeah. in the moment, right? Like trying to just like remind yourself. It's hard to. Totally. You know? It is. It is. That was a beautiful, beautiful gift um, that somebody gave us from that quote. But yeah, it's a good thing that we still have our children because yeah, we, we try to get rid of everything. <laughs> I know that about you. You would. It's surprising that you can be nostalgic about Eastlake, though, because it feels like nostalgia isn't a primary thing, at least with things. Maybe with experiences and memories, though, you're still nostalgic. Maybe it's just For, not stuff. It's just not stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like those lessons. Those are good. Um, I have, I mean, maybe it's similar to the lessons, but I'm kind of just curious, um, like when you, because obviously being part of why I was wanting to pick your brain and, and hear from you is being a little bit removed from East Lake in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that like that's probably helped bring some perspective about like, cause you can see it differently. Cause like, like you just said a minute ago, like, wow, what a ride, right? Like, but you only really notice how crazy of a ride it is until like 10 minutes after you get off the ride, you know, at a roller coaster <laughs> theme park. Um, like in the middle of it, you're just kind of like, oh, right. Um, 
So I'm kind of curious as you look back on the East Lake ride, if there's things that you still would say, like that East Lake taught you that you still live out now, right? Because mm -hmm. I think my hunch is that like some of the the early beliefs and the early a, a lot of the Christianity stuff you probably wouldn't say is like still driving how you make decisions or how you live. Right. But there are probably values or things that you felt like East Lake developed in you. Even going back to the idea of like a supercharged growth chamber. Uh, I'm kind of curious what that growth like created or or molded into you and what things now that you've been a couple years out of you like you're like, yeah, that's still there. Um, I have moments regularly where I, despite not having a lot of the beliefs that I started at East Lake in 2011 with, I'm like, ooh, that still fits. That still fit like where I'm at today. A lot of that stuff still, still kind of translates. So I was just kind of curious mm -hmm. which ones come up for you when I ask about what, what parts of East Lake like what things did he like teach you that you still hold on to now? For sure. There's, there's definitely a lot. Um, I think, I think like as I did deconstruction, um, there was a lot, there was like always a, whenever I would deconstruct some sort of a belief, there was a phase where I had to totally push off of it. And, um, and then with time, those have slowly come back in and that like the term transcendent include has been, I'm like, Oh, I can actually like experience that I'm doing, I'm doing that in some ways. Um, I can see, you know, for sure with like the whole idea of death, burial and resurrection, how being able to see that that is a theme in growth in life. And um, that's something that is just like a, and uh, you know, a theme in nature that is essential mm -hmm. for life to continue. And so that's definitely been one, but I think like a value of East Lake um, would be like the, the room for everyone or not, not room for everyone. That's great too. But <laughs> the church for the rest of us, like mm. that, that mentality of like, everyone is welcome here and everyone you know, um, it's going to be valued and listened to that. I feel right. like is something that, that I, I hopefully haven't ever shaken off. I'm sure that there is a lot of times when I don't act out of that, but I want to live that way that, that I can be open arms and ready to show somebody love and acceptance, regardless of, you know, whatever, wherever they're coming from. Um, and even if they don't see things the way I do, you know, spiritually, politically, whatever, you know, that I can still show them value as a person, as a human. Um, that's a big one, definitely. Um, mm. Yeah. I'd assume too, as I'm even hearing you share that, right? If if you're wanting to embody the value of everyone's included, everyone has value, even mm -hmm. if I don't personally align right in some ways transcending beliefs from uh, i mean from christianity i know for me like as i kind of moved on from some of those beliefs that actually helped me live that out more right because i no longer needed you to be christian in order to right because there's always this end game of i want to accept <laughs> you and i'll accept you as like with this like come on let's move yeah. towards christianity and then i'll like i'll belong before you believe that mentality and i think 
Yeah. It's just interesting to, to recognize that basically church for the rest of us started to supersede Christianity at some point. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, don't even need to be Christian to uh, be accepted here. Right. Just like right. Be yourself, you know, do no harm. Yeah. Do no harm. Yeah. Being that beneficial presence in the world too. Like um, that meant something very different to me in early two thousands. That was like how many, you know, like, you know, notches on the <laughs> spiritual um, headboard <laughs> where like how many people can you like get to, to come to East like and accept Jesus and all that, you know, there was like this spiritual pride there. Um, and now it's like, it can be so much more like, you know, showing love to, you know, your child's friend who is super irritating or, <laughs> you know, whatever, there's just, it's just so much more expansive and seeing that that can have just as big of an impact, if not more than getting somebody to come to a service on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, it's, I think too, one of the like circling kind of back to one of the hard lessons was, um, I felt like through some of the challenging lessons that we learned, I felt myself like get this uh, kind of like build a wall of protection around my heart whenever you know, certain times I just feel it like pop up and the hard lesson has been learning how to stay in the tension of like being wise with who I share my energy with and also wanting to like love wastefully so like getting that tension of being like wise with who I engage with, but then also like foolish in love. So like that has been really hard because it's been a learning and having to like trust people and then trust myself with me being able to know who can be allowed in that circle. And then everyone who is in it's like <laughs> love wastefully. Um, mm. That's been a hard one for sure. But that was definitely I had lots of like tangible tangible practice rounds through East Lake by finding out like oh okay this this is safe this person is safe maybe not this one yet they you know they may be trying their best but it's not quite yet there (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's a powerful lesson I feel like oh it's I mean it's not done by any means but yeah, it's, it started there. It started as like for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do remember walking in to service. I think it was early 2016. And I noticed it was like when I noticed, oh, I have been protecting myself when I walk in here for the last like year and a half. And I could like start to bring it down. So it definitely through lots of these hard lessons, there's been lots more um, learning about body awareness and how I will protect and um, like physically try to armor myself in ways. So that's been really beautiful because then I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that I've been like operating out of this stress response. I need to like relax my body, (laughs) get over into a more relaxed state. So many good so many good lessons we're grateful for all of our lessons <laughs> we're so grateful i can't I remember... wait to be grateful for some of those lessons 
<laughs> I remember during one of the sessions of letting stuff go, I was pregnant. Don't know with which kid. And Ryan was like, you need to leave and you need to do breathing on the way home. And I want you to call me when you get home and we'll do breathing together on the phone. He was very concerned for my stress response during that time and the effect it was having on my body. And I was very unaware <laughs> of what I was feeling at the time. I appreciate you guys taking the lead in that area for all of us. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing how, um, how long we can go without being aware of how stressed out we are. It's like, we just get used to this normal. The baseline uh, is the baseline is, and it's crazy baseline. You know, we're just now I learned we deteriorate our bodies when we're in that state for a chronic amount of time. Um, yeah. Then once you do like make that switch, it's, it's so great to have those little tools in your back pocket of how to switch out of it for sure. I'm so glad he said that to you, especially when you were pregnant. Way to go, babe. Proud of him. So many times. So many ways. The other time I wasn't pregnant, I just threw up everywhere. I was so stressed oh, out. Do you remember that, Peter? Yeah. I just had this <laughs> image of you just like projectile vomiting across like a meeting, like just <laughs> taking out everybody in the meeting. That would have been amazing. No, that <laughs> so probably would have made the meeting better, though. <laughs> Definitely memorable. They just say I had some body reactions to what was going on. That's your version of the migraine, KB. Yeah, projectile vomiting. Okay. I do think, though, going back to just like you said, body awareness, like so much, I think, through like Eastlake tried to teach awareness in general, right? And I think being in that community around people, listening to speakers who notice things, whether it's noticing, I'm believe, I what, why do I believe this? Do I believe this anymore? Is it okay to believe something different or noticing um, your stress levels, noticing right how your body feels? I think a lot of what Eastlake, I would, I guess there's just the theme, it feels like of Eastlake of trying to teach awareness um, in a lot yeah. of different buckets and arenas. So they sure, like thinking about like all the different perspectives that were brought in. It's like, even if we were talking about this one centralized theme of, you know, how to live, you know, it was, in the example of Jesus, like there were so many perspective brought, brought in. And I think that's, that's beautiful. And mm -hmm. that, that would be a different, another one that I would hope to be taking away from my time at East Lake is that that enriches everything. If you can be um, confident enough to let your views be seen from different perspectives. Um, Cause it's scary. It's scary. So yeah. Super I don't think I that. would have ever been able to do that if it weren't for you and Ryan mm. showing us how. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's definitely Ryan. I was, I mean, he's taught me how to do that because I, I was like, nope, there's one way. It's my way. <laughs> that one's still. I can't relate me. to that. Yeah. I have to beat that one down every once in a while, but I'm very thankful for that perspective. And then just how much it's enriched my life to see things from different people's points of view and different cultures, perspectives. And yeah, it's really good. I'm really, really proud of that one. <laughs> this question might be sort of similar. So you can just say, I feel like I've already answered that, but I'm okay. curious about um, when you think of the word like spirituality, like what, how does your kind of approach to spirituality now reflect kind of your 
East Lake tenure or your time there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, there's definitely some similarities, you know, with, with what we just talked about. But I would say right now, kind of like my spiritual practice um, has definitely involved um, regular high doses of psychedelics. And that has really helped me go from like this big, big, big picture inward to see what, how it's affecting me and how my personal experience of spirituality is. Um, and when I first started doing that, kind of following that as my practice, I had this, um, this kind of framework that it had to be really challenging and hard and painful to have mm-hmm. growth. And that is definitely like, kind of where my my thinking was when we started Eastlake, that the life of a Christ follower was going to be painful, that it was going to be hard and challenging. And that, you know, that there is that aspect of life and spiritual development for sure. But I think that, again, that like thread of fun and joy that is woven all throughout Eastlake that is something that I'm, I've like really over the last two years brought into my spiritual practice that like growth can also be ease-filled and joyful. And that the mm-hmm. biggest like lever in that, whether it is joy-filled or difficult is my, my resistance or lack of resistance. Like if I can just be like, okay, this is what is, I'm going to breathe mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, you know, take a, this next step and keep going one day at a time, then it's a whole lot more enjoyable um, as I'm growing. But like I had the idea when I first started doing any kind of psychedelics, I needed to go hard and I needed to have like really high dose. And now I was like, no, I can go slow and it can, there can be joy in growing. And I think as I reflect back that like, that that is definitely something that I learned to be like, like we had a ton of fun doing really hard things. We had a lot of fun doing it. We did. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also remember a lot of intense, high energy, high, like, high bar expectations at East Lake. So I think mm-hmm. there's some, like, I think part of even going through that experience of, like, East Lake probably makes you have some reflections of, like, what you probably enjoyed the most are like the positive memories and like the, you know, the, uh, the joy and the gratitude versus like the stress and the pain of East Lake. Right. So I don't know. I was just thinking like East Lake in some ways has taught you probably which parts of that are, are valuable too. I was just thinking about like the approach of East Lake in general was like a whirlwind crazy, like sprint often. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not too surprising that we're tr- like, we're, you're pushing a little, or you have some resistance to that too in this next chapter, you know, maybe a little bit more pacing ourselves. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was, you guys probably remember this, but it was like during the hologram time, that could be a chapter hologram. <laughs> <laughs> the LARPing. <laughs> the LARPing. Oh my God. Um, but like, there were times when I would just be like, oh my gosh, Ryan, like, it'd be, probably after a Saturday night service and it'd be like 10 PM and he'd be like 
rearranging the chairs to get it just perfect for the Sunday morning. And I'm like, everyone needs to just go to bed. Like, <laughs> what are you doing fucking with the chairs? Sorry if you can't say that. I'm, like, you can say it. We're good. We all need to go to bed. Our kids need to go to bed. Get out. I would get You're so right. irritated with the like, yeah, because he can he can just get so hyper focused on stuff. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a high value. Of, I mean, staff worked hard and um, and didn't didn't do a lot of like piddly things it was like no this is like really important stuff like if there was if people had ideas it was like great you're gonna lead that well, you know you're now the new volunteer lead. <laughs> that great idea you just had love that um but the staff worked extremely hard and just I think that was also one of the key things was like it was so intentional who was on staff there had to be a great um chemistry between them and I think that is also another thing that I I want to hold on to is like who we pick to be around us and um has such a huge impact on our lives and so like that staff yeah they worked really hard but it was also like really fun to be around each other it was like you know of course I'm sure people got irritated with each other but like for the most part it was a really great blend of people together and so they were working all hard together but it was like fucking doing this together and like the purpose was really um you know everyone was like on board with the vision and that was so beautiful to see but gosh yeah so many hard times and I tend to be more of like I'm gonna look at the positive side of things um but yeah there's definitely a lot of really hard times and um difficult gut-wrenching decisions that that are excruciating to think back on um for sure it was all there <laughs> those damn chairs <laughs> always the chairs <laughs> chairs <laughs> i feel that way about tablecloths <laughs> i oh i think i, I still have the east lake tablecloths because heather and i were the only ones that cared how they were folded um <laughs> Oh my God, I love it. As you've thought about this conversation, are there things that we haven't asked you about when you were like, oh, this stands out, or I want to say this, or this is one of the clear mm-hmm. things that I think back on? Have we, is there anything else that you haven't said? Oh man, I feel like we've covered a great, a good, like a, everything that I can think of other than like, um, just specifically saying thank you again. Like this was such a beautiful chapter in my life. And I know for so many people's lives and it was just, it was never just one person. It was always bigger and bigger circles of people coming together to make it happen and sacrificing time and energy and resources. Um, Of course I specifically think of, Ryan and Riley and Jager right away that I would want to say thank you to. Um, and of course, Dajanese too later on, but like parents and brother Eric and Sarah and just, the, but like the staff, like, yeah. And you too, you know, Kristen and Peter, just the way you have so carefully held 
this really beautiful, beautiful thing, this gift. And so respectfully carried it out. I'm just extremely grateful to you too. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, I have some things I want to say. Peter, do you have things you want to say? <laughs> I do. Let's end with yours, though. I'll just share mine briefly. I, I just wanted to communicate my own gratitude to you, Michelle. When I joined the team in 2011, I had this fun, fun hairdo, and I had no kids. Brittany and I were married for a handful of years, and I was just starting, I think, to become an adult when it comes to like how to think about what I believe. And Eastlake was this fun, cool career opportunity for me at the time. It was an opportunity to get <laughs> climb that ladder, out of youth ministry, <laughs> climb the church ladder, and uh, climb for a while for sure. Um, but I, I, when I look back on this chapter, I have so much gratitude as well. And um, when I think about like I'm a completely different human than I was in 2011 in terms of how I see the world. Um, my marriage is different. How Brittany and I talk to each other, interact with each other. We have four kids now. Like I, I and I'm in a different career, a different world. I'm not in the church world anymore. Um, and I just wanted to say thank you to you and to Ryan for starting Eastlake. Like I, I can't fathom what I would be up to if you hadn't have started it. Like it's a really interesting kind of sliding doors moment to think like, where would I be in life? What would I believe? What beliefs would I like that would I be stuck with or questioning without a community to even navigate that with? Um, so the fact that you like went through all that hard work and pain uh, <laughs> to start East Lake and obviously some joy too, um, but like the migraine phase and the setting up and tearing down and all those things that you guys committed in terms of work um, has had a profound impact on, on our life. And I'm just so eternally grateful that I got to join the East Lake, ride the East Lake bus for as long as it was running. <laughs> and I think it like you and Ryan started it. So thank you for, for that. Um, hopefully you know that there's at least, I know there's many more than just me, but I'm a, a long list of humans that were positively impacted by it. So I just have so much gratitude for you. Thanks for your courage to start it. It's not easy to start a church. And then you guys worked your ass off for a couple of decades to keep it going. And I got to reap the benefits of that, like the safe place to process beliefs. You always, you and Ryan always welcomed us to in your home and like being a staff member felt like family. And that was like a kind of a newer thing for me too, just to experience like the close knit type of community that you guys created, like very early on, just like, like whenever we were in your home, like you give us a big old hug and I'm like, oh yeah like we're hugging and like like just like because of how much you don't give me Ryan that sidearm bullshit yeah, exactly do not be i don't want a pastoral hug here come on you're like a human um nobody nobody anything weird just be a normal guy here um but like like learning that under your your and ryan's leadership um uh, just transformational so we love you thank you peter we love you and Brittany so much Four kids, man. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, believe they've... you led a church while you're doing this. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you you were an example to them that they apparently wanted <laughs> to follow. <laughs> exactly. And we, we followed you right out of the church, so thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh. Um, when I, I was, I just keep thinking about what you said earlier, like, 
um, that you were known as Ryan's wife and that everybody knew you that way. Um, I'm just so thankful that I got to know you as Michelle Mm -hmm. because I feel like maybe not everyone got that chance and I'm so grateful that I did. I always felt like um, whenever you came to things, it was always like, okay. Like when you would come to staff meetings, when you would walk in on a Sunday, I remember when we were doing it together in this thing and I sat in the back with you and you crushed like eight bottles of water because you were like, like, I need to hydrate. (laughs) Kind of a stressful time. And I just sat next to you in the very back. Um, but I do always, I feel like you had like a mothering, um, approach to Eastlake that was needed. Like we kind of had the crazy dad and (laughs) we needed the mom, like we needed you and it always felt better when you were around. Um, and Ryan's not crazy, but you know what I mean? Of like, um, you need the the yin and the yang and I feel like you provided that for staff for your kids for 5,000 people at a time and in all of those ways I feel like you had a really like settled even if you didn't feel settled on the inside um, your presence felt settling and I'm just so thankful for that um, I have two memories that I wanted to share. (laughs) Um, The first one was the, in January, 2015, when um, Ryan did that message of inclusion and it was a Sunday. I don't know what Sunday it was in January, but um, we had been talking about it for months and then it happened and Andy and I were married, but we had no kids and we went home afterwards because it was such a big day and we were sitting there and we were like, I wonder what Ryan and Michelle are doing right now. Like there's probably like lots of people over there. And I reached out and you were like, no, we're just here. So I don't know if you remember this, but we, Andy and I drove over to your house that night and Andy sat with Ryan and I went in the van with you and you were driving Riley and her friends around. Do you remember? (laughs) (laughs) And um, we were just kind of stunned about what had just happened. And you put on Taylor Swift's song out of the woods <laughs> and you were like, I just keep playing this because I know someday we will feel like we are out of the woods, even if it doesn't feel like it right now. So every time that song, and every time I hear that song, I think of you. And then a couple of months ago, I sent this to you and I wanted to read it. There was this, um, poem I found that Andrea Gibson wrote and uh, I'll just read it. She said, Jenny says when people ask if she's out of the woods, she tells them she'll never be out of the woods. Says there's something lovely about the woods. I know how to build a survival shelter from fallen tree branches, packed mud and pulled moss. I could survive forever on death alone. Wasn't it death that taught me to stop measuring my lifespan by length, but by width? Do you know how many beautiful things can be seen in a single second? 
and then I don't have the rest of it. But <laughs> and my text to you, and I'm just saying this to anyone who's listening, was that like, I would go to the woods anytime with you guys. And it wasn't like fun at the time, but when I look back on it, I'm like, it was one of the most like intense but beautiful times I've ever experienced. And I would have never done it had you guys not gone first. And um, so, so great. I'm so grateful for time in the woods. And I would go back in a heartbeat if the two of you were there also. So. <laughs> That's one of my um, memories. The other one, <laughs> they're all they're all from really shitty times. Sorry. <laughs> Those memories are always from that, right? <laughs> but there was another shitty time that um, one that we went through. Two hundred and seventeen. <laughs> and I was kind of trying to explain this to Peter the other day. It. At that time, I was on the leadership team, and I think I don't know how many of us there were, but I was the only girl. And there were parts of that that were really hard. Um, there was like debrief sessions that I, you know, wasn't a part of because it took place over camping or whatever, and and that ended up being, I think, really good for East Lake. Um, but there were times when I felt like I would, I felt kind of alone in that. Um, but in those feelings, I always knew I had you and that I could reach out to you. And I remember during one of these particular times, I was walking through the grocery store and you called me back and I was like standing in the middle of the grocery store, just crying. <laughs> right. I had to leave my cart and like walk out. Um, but I just want to say thank you for being that person for me who like understood everything that was going on and could be a sounding board and someone that could um, feel it with me um, in a way that I think I just needed to remain sane dealing with all of it. So thanks for being that person for me and no. letting me cry in the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. I always want to be that for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just think, you know, overall, we wanted the chance to tell you how thankful we are for you personally and all that you did to make this place happen. It's been quite the ride. <laughs> well, thank you so much, both of you. This has been so fun. And yeah, it just feels like a big gift. So thank you. Thank you so much. I love you. We love you too. Thanks for talking with us. Love you, Michelle. Thank you for joining us. To make a donation, head to eastlakecc.com slash donate.